My name is Chad Dalton. I am the family and outreach pastor at Grace Baptist Church. I have been married to my beautiful wife, Stephanie, for over 21 years. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but I can't imagine being with anyone else. God has been good to me. And then we have four beautiful children. My oldest son is Riley. He's a senior at Grace Christian Academy, along with Megan. She's a sophomore. And then Natalie, she's an eighth grader and Jackson, a fifth grader. So we stay busy, whether it's sports at school or academics, going out fishing or hiking. We love to be in God's great outdoors. We're all on a journey. We're all at different points on our journey, and that's okay. I'm Steph Reynolds, Director of Partner Care for Shine.fm. The purpose of our journey is simple, but sometimes it's difficult. Our job is to keep moving forward, becoming more like Jesus, desiring more than anything the love of His Father. Life sometimes exposes us to a harsh reality. This is Shine 180, stories of lives transformed by God because of your faithfulness. Here is Chad's story. I want to share my story because God has changed my life. It's a story of forgiveness, and it's that journey of God's story in my life, His story, and how He forgave me. Then I had to forgive others. I was born in Tennessee. I was born in the hills of Tennessee. I don't remember anything about Tennessee. All I remember was uh, stories that my parents would tell me, like the time I got lost in the hills and there were search parties out there as a toddler, walked away from our, our house and ended up getting lost. I don't remember that, but my first memory was my dad carrying me in when he found a job up here in Kankakee, Illinois, next to the high school. There were some, some apartments there and he was going to manage them. And I remember my dad carrying me in and set me on a bed that was on the floor. No frame set up yet, you know, no time for that. That was my first memory. But unfortunately, as a kid, I have other memories that stick deep in my heart even to this day. Memories of my dad, who was a nice guy, and people loved my dad. He was very personable, had lots of different friends, but he also drank. And a lot of people didn't know how he acted in the home. And one of those memories that I have of my dad, amongst others, was abuse towards my mom. I remember one night my dad hitting my mom and some other things. I won't get into detail, but it was so much for my, my five-year-old mind that I saw it happening and couldn't figure out how the dad I love was hitting the mom I love so dearly. And I remember putting my head, hands on my head and running out the door backwards, staring at the door, staring at my house, running into the courtyard saying, no, 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 no. How could this be happening? And it was so much for my little mind. I, I couldn't understand. I wanted my dad to stop. I just remember not understanding what to do. That went on a few different times. Finally, my mom had to divorce my dad. And I just remember my dad lived in one part of the apartment complex with some of my siblings, and then I lived on the other part. Eventually, we moved away from there. Basically, I was raised by my mom with my siblings and always wanting to have a dad. I was so confused why my dad did the things he did. And my dad never visited us. Um, if I wanted to see him, I had to go to his house. I just remember growing up wishing I had a dad. The emotional wounds are deep and the scars can't be hidden. Many times, the hardest part is understanding why. I didn't understand, but there was a lot of turmoil in my heart and a lot of a lot of issues that I had, and I remember bringing that to school. And by the time I got to high school, I struggled. I got into the wrong crowd, and I became the wrong crowd. And eventually, I got into a lot of trouble at school, and they kicked me out of the local public high school. 
well, I had one place to go, and that was night school. And I ended up going to school from 3.30 to 8.30 at night. My environment changed, but my heart didn't. And eventually, I got kicked out of that school as well. And I just remember thinking, hey, I got kicked out. My other friend got kicked out, and we thought it was something. And I just remember my mom being so burdened about that. I went to one of the only schools that would take me, now known as Grace Christian Academy. I ended up going to school there. And again, my environment changed, but my heart didn't. While there... You know, they prayed before class. I thought that was cool. Okay, there's probably a God up there, and I respect that. And I always had this underlining fear of God. My mom brought me to church a few times, but I, I wasn't I wasn't saved. I just remember thinking, well, that's pretty cool. And I eventually got invited to church, went to church a few times. About halfway through the school year, I got into some more trouble. I got pulled in the principal's office. Eventually, by the end of the year, they nearly kicked me out of school. And they said they prayed about it. Wasn't sure why they should keep Chad Dalton in this school, but they did. That summer, I got invited to church camp. And I thought, church camp? All right, I'll go. Because I heard there was going to be fishing, there's going to be sports, and girls. What teenage boy wouldn't want to go then? So I ended up going to camp. I was looking forward to all, you know, just hanging out and with my friends. And, and I remember the first message. It was on the fact that God loved me. The Father loves me. And I thought, how can God love me? You see, I didn't know the love of an earthly father. And so I struggled. How can God love me? How can God in heaven love Chad? One of my counselors showed me several verses on the fact that God loved me. And I learned others later, but God demonstrated his love toward us. And while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. And I thought, yeah, I've sinned against God. And I was under a lot of conviction. I forgot about all those reasons I first went to camp, you know, and those things didn't matter. I left all my friends and I went out and I sat on a rock and I looked up towards heaven and I said, God, I've sinned against you. I know I would go to hell if I were to die today. And I realized, Jesus, you died on the cross for me. You shed your blood to pay for my sins. I said, God, please forgive me of my sins. I put my faith and trust in you. And I remember praying that. It was like a weight was pulled off of my heart in my life. The next day, I gave my life to Christ and said, God, whatever you want to do with my life, I'm willing to serve you. I didn't know what that meant, but that was my prayer, and I, I meant it. And I tell you what, when I did that, I never cried so much in my life. It was like rivers of water flowing from my eyes, you know, as a guy, you know, and, and I just remember that. The next year at school, it was like a different year. I cared about academics. I didn't get into trouble. I got one detention because I was fooling around with a friend. But I, I mean, I literally was kicked out of every place I went to as a teenager. And the next year, I got into trouble one time. My sweet teacher, Mrs. Erickson, she was so sweet. And I respected her so much. She was a public school teacher for years, brought her Bible and had it on her desk. And then she taught at um, our academy. And I just remember going, oh, no, I just did disappointed the most godly, lovely teacher in the school. I actually cared. What a difference in my life because Christ changed me. And people saw that. So much so that I got a spiritual leadership award. I can't even remember what it was at this point. And I got a scholarship towards my first year of college. A changed heart, a new creation. Chad's life begins to look different and a new stage unfolds. But would understanding come? There was still a struggle in my heart. But I remember going to Bible college because I wanted to learn the Bible. I knew nothing about the Bible. What, I mean, why are Jewish people in the Bible? Job versus Job. What, what's going on here? There's so much. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to give you a year to learn the Bible before I do anything else. 
Little did I know, while on break from Bible college, I was doing my devotion December 26, 1991, and it was like God shoveled a desire in my heart to be a pastor. I just remember the moment where I believe God called me into the ministry. It's just one of the sweetest moments I've had with God in prayer. I remember him putting that desire in my heart to be a pastor. And I thought, no, I can't do that. How am I going to be a pastor? And all the things I've done, I was involved with drugs and alcohol and crime and other things. And my friends would see me and say, Chad, here, hey, let's go get high. I'm like, no, I've been changed. I'm a believer. And then I wrestled with how can I be a pastor if I used to do these things? And then I learned that you know, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that when you are saved, you become a new creation. Behold, all things become new. And God helped me understand through his word, through truth, that I was new. I was his. I was his child. And for his kingdom work, he wanted me to be a pastor. And by faith, I said, okay, Lord, I'll go with you on this journey. Well, while on this journey in Bible college, I was wrestling while home during the summer with my feelings towards my dad. And it was hard for me to put it on paper. What is going on? Why do I have this animosity towards my dad still? I'm saved. I'm born again. Why do I feel bitterness towards my dad? Little did I know that I had unforgiveness in my heart towards my dad for how he treated my mom. I was a mama's boy. I love my mom. And there is no doubt, as I thought about it and as I grew up as a man, I thought, how could my dad treat my lovely mom the way he did? It still hurts to this day when I think about how he treated my mom. And I thought, God, how can I forgive this man? I just remember one night struggling in prayer. I was like, God, I can't forgive this man. He doesn't deserve it. And then God reminded me of everything I had been forgiven of. And I said, how can I not forgive my dad? But I said, God, I don't think I can. I said, I need your help, God. Little did I know that night that God would help me. And that night, I wrestled like Jacob in prayer with the angel of the Lord. I wrestled in prayer, and I remember I remember forgiving my dad. I, you know, it didn't matter as much how he treated me, how he wasn't there. He, I never remember my dad saying, I love you. I know it was a different time, but sure would have been nice at least once as a kid hearing that. But how he treated my mom is, is what I wrestled with the most. And that night, God helped me, as the scripture says, to be kind tenderhearted, loving towards one another, forgiving as Christ has forgiven you, Ephesians 4.32. And I remember forgiving my dad that night. The Holy Spirit and God helped me that night to forgive my dad. And I prayed and said, God, I forgive my dad. It was like the chains of bitterness, that root of bitterness that was still in my heart, God freed me of. And I had this renewed sense to develop a relationship with my dad that wasn't there before. As I looked at the scripture, it says, honor your father and mother. I needed to honor my father. That doesn't mean everything he did was okay, but it was my biblical duty to honor my father. And that was my motivation, to honor my heavenly father. I began to develop a relationship with my dad. And I remember it was before I was married. I went to see my dad while I was home in the summer and spent some time with him from here and, you know, every once in a while. I was about ready to leave one time from his apartment. I said, Dad, I said, Dad, I love you. My dad said, Son, I love you too. And that was the first time I was in my 20s that I heard my dad say, I love you. I know that may seem like trivial to some, but it was a time I'll never forget. That moment would never have happened if it wasn't for my Heavenly Father's love for me through Jesus Christ and His 
love for me. I was in turn able to love my earthly father and forgive him. And by all earthly standards, that man did not deserve my forgiveness. But I had to forgive my dad because my heavenly dad, if you will, my heavenly father forgave me. And that began to develop a relationship with my dad. That moment and that time, I began to develop a relationship with my father on earth. So much so that once we started having kids, my wife and I, we would go over and see him on break. And every once in a while, he would write me a letter, send me a card. I was like, what is this? You know, I'm getting cards from my dad. It was just like, I'm married. And I'm like, wow, you know, I get, I'm getting a birthday card from my dad, a Christmas card. That was meaningful. Reconciliation brought about by forgiveness a restored relationship as their lives become intertwined once again. And so life went on and, you know, I I became a pastor and I pastored out in Ohio for about a decade. And then the Lord called us back to Kankakee. I didn't want to come back to Kankakee. We loved our church, but we knew the Lord was leading us to come back to Kankakee. Just before I came back, my mom developed breast cancer. Shortly after she defeated that, the doctors found lung cancer. She had stage four lung cancer in August of 2012. And by December 1st, cancer took my mom's life. It was a very difficult time for me and my family, my siblings, my sister and my brother. We wrestled with the fact that we lost mom. Mom was an anchor in some ways in our lives and she was now gone. And that was difficult. I remember while I was in the Cleveland area, my sister gave me a call and said, you better come home. I don't think mom's going to last through the day. I immediately went to the airport. The flight going out, there was like 20 minutes. They were about ready to close the door and said, sir, we can't get you on. And they go, what's wrong? Well, what's going on? I said, it's my mom. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it together. I just started to cry and I was like, she's dying. And they said, hold on one minute, sir. They stopped that plane from closing the door, kept it open. They rushed me to the door and they got me on that plane to come home to see my mom. Just before I got there, she passed away. My mom wasn't in some morgue. She wasn't, I got to be with my mom in essence just shortly after she passed away. And that was so meaningful to touch her warm body one more time. I wrestled with the fact that after I got the call to come back to Kankakee, that my mom wasn't going to be here. And that was hard especially since my dad was still alive. And I began to wrestle with that a little bit. Lord, my mom has gone home. My dad is still here. I feel like she deserves to be around so much longer. And I knew that was, I know the theological answer. I know the Lord is sovereign overall. I know she went home. It's appointed unto man to die. And I knew it was her time. I wrestled with the fact that my dad was still around and these feelings that, you know what, who deserves to be around? And I thought my mom, not my dad. And that was selfish in some ways. But the Lord reminded me that my dad had not yet been saved. I had witnessed my dad so many times. I had some aunts that I didn't know that witnessed to my dad. My dad was, he was stubborn, very um, set in his ways, a bit selfish. There's no doubt. I didn't see how my dad was going to be saved. My dad was in the hospital. He was in the hospital for a little while and uh, with some issues, and I just went to visit him while I was home, and my mom had passed away, and my dad was still alive, and I went to go visit him, and I remember him being in the hospital, and I said, you know what? I need to talk to him again about the Lord. I don't know if he's going to be around again. I witnessed to my dad, and I said, Dad, would you like to pray to receive Christ? And he would always change the subject. I would talk to my dad about the Lord, and he'd go, okay. And then he goes, well, how about those cubs? Or what do you guys got planned for the rest of the day? And change the subject. And I knew he wasn't interested. And this time, while with his head on his pillow, 
the most meaningful conversation I had with my dad next to time he told me he loved me was this moment where he said, yes, I would like to pray to receive Christ. And with his head on his pillow, he looked over at me and he began to pray. And I led him in prayer and he prayed to receive Christ as a savior that day. And I knew my dad had been alive for this moment. I knew salvation is in the hands of the Lord and his timing is perfect. A few months before my dad actually passed away, he prayed that prayer to be saved. And I knew in that time that God had arranged all these things for me to be home, for me to be able to talk to him, for me to be able to have that relationship with him so that I could tell him of the greatest news ever, the news of Jesus Christ. And the story of forgiveness, even a man who was old in his ways, bitter, maybe a little bit angry at the world, had been married four times and didn't treat his four wives very nicely, yet God still loved him. Jesus still paid for his sins, just like he paid for mine. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That verse is the same for my dad. No matter how he lived, God still loved him, his soul. I remember thinking, this is God's plan. This is why God had, in part, had me to come home with my family to see my dad come to Christ. God is always working in the small details of our lives to fulfill our purpose and plan. Many times, we don't realize the tapestry of His forgiveness story. You know, the story doesn't end there. The story of forgiveness continues. As I shared in chapel my story at my kid's school, One girl in particular came to me towards the end of school, her senior year, and wanted to talk to me. I thought, oh no, what's wrong? She goes, I just want to share some things with you. And she sat down across from my desk. I said, yeah, what's up? She began to share her story, how her dad wasn't there for her, how she was bitter towards her dad. And as I shared my story of forgiveness, it began a journey for her to forgive her dad. And she says, I just, Pastor Chad, I want to tell you, I appreciate your testimony and all the verses and things you shared because it led me on a journey to forgive my dad. And I'm free of that bitterness. As she shared that, I was so grateful because sometimes the pain and suffering we go through, it hurts, but God doesn't waste suffering. God doesn't waste any suffering that we go through. As Second Corinthians chapter one talks about how we suffer sometimes that we might help others in the future with their suffering. I wouldn't trade what I went through. Would I love to have a dad that taught me all kinds of things about how to fix things and how to be a man? You you bet. But I wouldn't trade that for anything, my story, because I've been able to help so many people with the story of forgiveness. God will take care of you. As you put your faith and trust in him, as you trust him with your life, I can tell you, I didn't know how to be a dad. I didn't know how to be a husband, but I learned from people in church and I watched godly men. They didn't even know I was watching, but I was. I was taking mental notes and I read God's word. He has called us to life and to life abundantly. Truly, God has helped me to have not a perfect marriage. Not I'm not a perfect dad, but I'm a dad who loves God. I'm a dad who at the end of the night, when the, my kids put their heads on their pillows, they know that I love them because God first loved me. The Bible says that we can love because God first loved us. And I'm able to share that love and that story of forgiveness because of Christ. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And I look forward to being a testimony to others and to help them with their journey as God has helped me. The purpose for our pain, the reason for our hardships, God knows. He knows we need Him. He knows how His glory will shine through us on the other side of this valley. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share my testimony and how God has changed me 
And I'm so grateful for this station as we turn on 89.7 here in this local area, shine.fm. It's a station where when we turn this on, I know my kids are going to get not only a positive influence, but a biblical Christian influence. When one of the DJs comes on and they share their story and how God's working in their life, my kids hear that. And I'm grateful because there's so much music out there. Music moves the soul like hardly anything. Uh, Next to the Word of God, music moves the soul. There's so much negative music out there because when people write songs, it's about their story. It's about their life. It's about how the world is changing them and how what they believe to be true about life and their worldview. And there's so much music out there that I believe will influence my kids in the wrong direction. But when we turn on shine.fm, I know my kids are getting a biblical worldview concerning music that speaks to not only the mind, but the heart. And for that, as a dad, I'm grateful. As a dad, I'm grateful that we have shine.fm. So I remember one day listening to Shine.fm with my kids, and I thought, wow, they have the Greatest Showman song on their theme song. I said, what is this? And then as I began to listen to it, it was a song by Building 429, Fear No More. And I thought, how neat is this that they have a song on that sounds very catchy and edgy and yet is biblical, and that all my kids like that song from my 18-year-old to my 10-year-old, and how fitting that was that that day they were blessed by that song. Stories of forgiveness, redemption, restoration. This was Shine 180, Chad's story. I'm Steph Reynolds, Director of Partner Care for Shine.fm. Your story matters. Your story offers hope and encouragement to others. Share your story today by calling 855-987-9866. That's 855-987-9866. Shine 180, Stories of lives transformed by God because of your faithfulness.